Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I want to start today by sharing a quote from my all-time favorite teachers of mindfulness, Thich Nhat Hanh. He says, the miracle is not to walk on water. The miracle is to walk on the green earth, dwelling deeply in the present moment and feeling truly alive, which matches great for today's episode. We're going to be talking about the miracle of walking meditation. You will learn what walking meditation is, how it can be helpful, and how you can start today. I first learned about walking meditation from a local retreat at the Wan Buddhism Center in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was an amazing experience. I'll never forget it. I took a slow, mindful meditation walk outside, and it really helped me tune in mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But that brings me to today's guest, Reverend Wan Gong, affectionately known as Reverend Wow! Exclamation point. Which I love that, Reverend Wong. So this is, she is a lifetime dedicated Dharma teacher, a pioneering Wan Buddhist priest. She has established temples in Chapel Hill in Raleigh, North Carolina. She is a guest lecturer at schools, colleges, meditation centers, teaching Buddhist philosophy and meditation to people of all ages and backgrounds. She leads workshops, retreats, youth Dharma camps, and cultural enrichment programs. She integrates creative forms of meditations with body movement vocal qigong, breathing techniques, guided meditation, and laughter. She is active in the international interfaith community and is a leading Korean to English translator of Dharma teachings, serving as a spiritual bridge between East and West. Reverend Wow is a master of integrating Buddhist concepts into daily practice. Her kind, compassionate, wise nature makes her an effective teacher and a valued life counselor. She loves gardening and singing. In 2018, she released a CD, Chance of Samadhi, for daily practice. In 2020, she released her second CD, Chance for Healing. Welcome to the podcast, Reverend Wow. Hi, nice to be here. Yeah. So can you tell my listeners a little bit more about yourself and your work? I know we just did the bio, but... Well, that sounds like a long That sounds good. <laughs> we got all your background here, yes. <laughs> well, so what are you um, up to lately? Oh, oh, lately. Yesterday, you know, Chris, it was spring equinox. Uh, you talked about your experience in a Raleigh yes. temple. Yesterday, we had a beautiful spring day retreat outside. Lovely. Um, four hours outdoor sitting walking in the forest and laying down and i'm enjoying just beautiful spring days isn't that great Ah. so i know you mentioned in your bio that you're a dharma teacher can you share with my listeners what that is because i know a lot of people won't be familiar with that First of all, Dharma means any teachings that helps us to be enlightened. Enlightened sounds very, in a way, a little yes. intimidating. But um, Dharma uh, means any teaching that helps us to feel peaceful, happy, and liberated. So Dharma teacher, it can be any spiritual guide. But in particular, in my case, uh, I'm ordained one Buddhist priest. Uh, that means I'm trying to deeply understand, you know, the Dharma wisdom uh, from one Buddhism tradition and also trying to apply that to my everyday life. And at the same time, share that with any seekers, practitioners, and anyone who's interested 
in applying dharma in their everyday life. Excellent. So what is Wan Buddhism? Because I know a lot of people may not be familiar with that. They know Buddhism, but maybe not Wan Buddhism. That is correct, because Wan Buddhism is only 100 seven years young, studied in Korea. And what does it mean by one Buddhism? The only difference between one Buddhism and traditional Buddhism is one in front of the Buddhism, one. One uh, means a circle. So uh, we contemplate a circle, enshrine a circle as a symbol of our true nature, Buddha nature. So that's the immediate difference. If you go to traditional Buddhist temple or center, you see beautiful Buddha statue or Buddha images. Yes. Enshrined. But in one temple, instead you will see a circle enshrined on our altar. So that's just the main difference. Yeah, that's something immediate difference. But if you really understand what does symbol of circle mean, in that doesn't uh, that is not so different from traditional Buddhism or any other spiritual traditions because a circle represents our true nature or universal truth, oneness, eternity. Also, circle represents the cycle of life. So, you know, I, it's more like a universal truth in a way. And we are, we are aspiring to be connected with our original pure, true nature, Buddha nature. So we can be like Buddha, we can be a living Buddha. So from that sense, there is not much difference. But one Buddhism, since it's fairly young, new movement, is more modern, more practical, more applicable at this modern era. If that okay. makes sense to you. That makes sense. Yeah. So I know you teach some meditation. So what kind of meditation do you teach? Well, just quick answer. <laughs> quick answer to your question. Or is there a long one? <laughs> it can be long, but okay. quick answer is timeless meditation, placeless meditation. How does that sound? What does that mean? <laughs> timeless meditation, placeless meditation means all day long, any form, oh, okay. anywhere, any time, mm -hmm. any place we meditate. Because I know I've I've gone to your center a lot and done a lot of mindfulness and being present in the present moment. And so that's why I wasn't sure if it was just mindfulness or if there's other moments of kinds of meditation. Yes. You know, b before I just talk, before I, uh, to come to this appointment, I had to drive from Raleigh to Chapel Hill because Chapel Hill has better internet here. <laughs> and then I was doing, trying to be very mindful while driving, right? Yes. Uh, but also I don't want to be late for my appointment. True. So it's a little juggling. So in, you know, I don't, I want to maintain good speed, <laughs> but also I do not want to have any accident. So the, the driving is one good example of a mindfulness. We need to be mindful, but we don't want to be super uptight. If each time when we drive, we feel super nervous and uptight, that right. will be stressful mm. for our life. So it's exactly the same application for all activities throughout the day. So talking, listening to someone, or doing dish, vacuuming, gardening, 
all form of activity can be a material for mindfulness. So mindfulness can be called as meditation. So for meditation, there are two forms, meditation at rest. The other one, meditation in motion. So two kinds. So I guess traditional meditation, like sitting in lotus pose or whatever pose you want to sit in to sit quietly. So that's what you're talking about, the quieter meditation. Yeah, meditation at rest. At rest. At rest, yeah. It's like sitting on the mat, sitting meditation or sitting in a chair or just standing meditation. And so the major form is the sitting meditation. Also, we use lying down meditation as well. My favorite. (laughs) <laughs> your favorite. <laughs> oh, we call that shavasana in yoga. <laughs> yes. yes. And meditation, meditation in motion, meditation in motion, walking meditation, but also any form of activity, meditation in activity, that is meditation, still meditation. So if you combine all this day-long activity, rest, emotion, that will be a timeless meditation and placeless meditation. Yes. So all throughout the day. So it's not like, oh, I'm this morning I'm going to do my 10-minute meditation just sitting at rest. So you, you say that it's important to do it throughout the day with all different activities. And Yes. And why is movement important as part of meditation? Well, if we meditate only when we are totally and still posture, you know, that meditation is, we call, it's like incomplete meditation. Incomplete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the purpose of meditation? We like to maintain our meditative, peaceful, calm, centered state of mind. How long? For 10 minutes or for during meditation only? How long should it be? How long would, would, you, would we, how long would you like to maintain oh. that state of mind? <laughs> All day would be great. But. <laughs> See, so that's a, that is the aspiration, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. So course. that's why if we focus on only meditation at rest, only meditation with the sitting posture, then it's incomplete meditation. Okay. So for the ultimate form or advanced form, complete form of meditation is meditate at all times, whether we are in peaceful meditation center or busy highway driving activity. How do you do that while driving? You don't want to close your eyes and no, focus please don't. On your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> you know, uh, do you are uh, engaged with your task or activity mindfully and appropriately? So, so while driving, being while present. Dri- yes, be present, be present. You know, I noticed suddenly my mind was not calm while driving. And then I wondered why. There was some disturbing thought in my mind. And then that distracted my present awareness. So driving while driving, your eyes alert, your, your ears alert at that present moment. And your mind is calm and centered. But if your mind is distracted, then this is time. Breathe out, release, and come back to the present moment and stay focused with your driving. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it does. Doesn't it sound like everybody can do this? I hope so. But I think the problem I have with clients I teach, other therapists I teach, is that they have the monkey mind with many thoughts coming up and thinking about the next step. What are they doing the rest of the day? What's for dinner? Like all these thoughts that keep coming. So how do you help people with that when they have many thoughts coming up? So going back to driving, if I feel distracted or um, not being able to focus, sometimes I play chanting CD and that helps me to come back to the present moment, settle my you know, fleeting energy, come back to the center. Other time, you know, we have a planning mind. I think that's a very useful mind. If we don't plan, then, you know, things can go chaos because, you know, if you yes. have children, you know, you have to plan what to do for the well-being and safety of your children, planning for dinner, uh, for the well-being of your family. This planning mind, preparation mind is so important. So how to organize your day with a to-do list. And however, you know, sometimes we can do multitask, but a lot of the time when we do multitask, we can be stressed out. We cannot really focus for one thing that we are doing. It's your way of managing your day. Then how can we apply our meditative, calm, focused mind? So right now, I don't think about the past. I don't think about the, what I need to do tonight or tomorrow. I'm just with you. So just, podcasting can be mindfulness. Yes. Just this one activity. Listening, tuning in. Yes, exactly. So what about walking meditation? Because I know we're going to talk about that today. So what are some ways to get started with that? What does that feel like? What's that look like? Walking meditation is so wonderful tool, especially in the springtime. Have you experienced when you simply walk in in the woods, you feel it is meditation? Just being there. Yes. Then walking one step at a time, sometimes fast pace, sometimes slow pace, sometimes with a very regular pace. What I love about walking meditation I love that the touching sensation between my foot and the earth. And I feel the earth. So each step feel full connection, almost like a little bit pressuring down with my feet towards the earth, rather than hurrying to go to the next step. So I deliberately feel a deep connection pressing down my feet toward the earth. So hello, earth. And then another step, hello, earth. Especially the springtime, very vibrant energies everywhere from the mother earth. So then when I do even for 30 minutes, one step, another step, and I'm totally aware of the sensation between my feet and the earth, then I feel very energized. And this can be done with anyone. You don't have to have a meditation experience. And anywhere too, right? Yes, yes. And But ideally, it'll be good if you <laughs> do not on concrete pave. Right. You know, then, because in a way, the dirt or the grass area has a little soft bouncing 
energy, the softness, so it's not too much on your foot if so because the floor is not so hard. Claire, I wonder if that helps you connect more with Earth's energy being on the yes. ground and yeah. And uh, another good technique for walking meditation is connecting the tip of your tongue on the roof of your mouth. From Taoist tradition, the water energy and fire energy in our body need to be in good balance. So by just touching the tip of tongue on the roof of mouth while walking, also while meditating, water energy ascends, fire energy from our busy mind and disturbed minds descends. Then we start to feel cool, calm headed energy. So that really helps your state of mind. Yes, the, it's interesting because the tip of tongue helps us to be aware and alert. And that sounds like such a simple thing to do too, isn't it? Yes, yes. And then also, according to Asian herbal medicine or Asian acupuncture, the philosophy in Good balance of water and fire energy is key point to maintain good health. If you have a lot of fire energy, what happens? Our mouth dries up, our face feels heat, and we start to have a headache. So we drink water. Yes. <laughs> By just touching the roof of mouth with the tip of tongue, it helps us to be aware of the centered energy um, it's called Tan Tian or Tanjan, but it goes all the way down to the Mother Earth, the Earth ground. Each time when we lift our foot, move our foot, and then place down and connecting with the Earth. So I hope you will try because sometimes when you walk in the woods, oh, it's a beautiful birds and beautiful <laughs> tree. Oh, what yes. is this little tiny plant sticking up from the ground? We get easily distracted. And sometimes we think that's meditation. It's still good. But in a way, we always want to distract ourselves with something, what we see, what we hear, what we smell. True. Mm-hmm. But if you try that foot, one foot, one foot at a time, connecting with Mother Earth, whether with the tip of tongue, connecting with your upper palate. Yeah. And then see, it's, it's a whole different level of chi energy generating in your body. And in a way, you are drinking in the enormous healthy energy from nature. I love that. So I've not heard of that with the tip of your tongue and connecting to Earth's energy and helping with your chi. So I think this could be helpful for listeners to use with themselves as well as their clients. I'm nodding. (laughs) You're nodding. (laughs) I can't see. (laughs) Definitely. So yeah, this is definitely something that I think could be a part of, easy part of people's practice too, is making that intentional walking. Because I'm from New York and... (laughs) I've always walked fast in that rushing energy because it's like, I don't know. It's just how I was brought up. Just move. Got to get from point A to point B. But what I love with walking meditation, it's like you just walk just to walk with no destination in mind. It's a beautiful thing. You know, Chris, sometimes during our meditation session, we do practice airport walking meditation. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know what is that? (laughs) I I know what that is. 
You know what that is? Imagine you're about to miss your airplane, then you cannot walk gracefully. That's not appropriate walking form. You're about to miss your airplane, then you walk fast in the airport. (laughs) In the airport, you walk really fast, but in the middle of fast walking, your legs and feet move so fast. What about your mind and heart? Can you be still centered? Can you still Mm. maintain your calm, grounded, focused mind as your body moves so fast? So airport walking meditation. Ah, interesting. I like that. But I know I've practiced too where if you're, you can focus on your feet going really super slow. I think they made us go like slower than you ever imagined. (laughs) You could walk to practice because I think we do get in that mindset of walking so fast and having a destination and but also feeling your hip. And there they had taught us too to notice how the sensations are in your hip as you're walking. And all of these are to help you to stay grounded too, to be in that present moment. What is happening in my body as I do this and how can I be connected to nature and all things? And so it's really taking that time. Well, walking meditation can be so creative. With the speed, with the speed, it can be very Mm -hmm. creative. And so we can be also very flexible and we know where we are. You know, if, if we have that impulse or habitual force that we always go, 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 then slow walking meditation can be really helpful for us to pause and, you know, in a way shift the pattern of our constant, you know, fast movement. Another aspect of creativity with the walking meditation is your hand posture. What do you do with your hands, Chris, when you walk? I don't know. <laughs> I don't pay attention. I guess I'm worried about my feet and getting where I'm going. Yeah. Um, throughout the day, usually we walk by carrying our bag and right, exactly. doing something, <laughs> holding the phone, right? But it, when we have intentional walking meditation, you know, usually I hope our hands are all kind of free. So we drop our hands to the side of our legs. That's one way. Then our hands feel something. Oh, we did something <laughs> and feel like, oh, something is missing here. Right. So another um, way, there are many other ways what to do with the hands. You gently put your hands on your lower abdomen, right below your belly button. I know some of you are doing it right now. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> Let's see, so, I got my tip of, tip of my tongue on my roof of my mouth and hands exactly, on my abdomen. Yes. So by doing so, you walk, your hands are gathered. Your hands are not like dispersed and dangling. Your hands are gathered right on your lower abdomen and walk. So with your hand gesture and your tip of tongue <laughs> yes. together already, invite your focused mind with your walking so they are like your meditation guides meditation guides i like that and another uh, my favorite hand posture hand posture is one hand gentle fist softly let it rest on your heart area is your left chest heart area and the other hand open hand and gently cover and you can feel immediately soft heart energy. So you connect with your soft, gentle heart. And with the posture when you walk, you know, you are walking, but you feel gently directed inward, inward. 
These sound amazing to try. And there are uh, several more other hand postures. You can come to our temple if you want to learn <laughs> in person. <laughs> and I do highly recommend that, by the way. Yes. Oh, these are great. Oh, this is, you know, I have done several walking meditations at different retreats or, you know, in different trainings. But yeah, this is something new for me, what you're sharing today. So I really appreciate that. So what kind of holistic strategy do you use each day as part of your daily practice? Well, I'm living and working in one Buddhist meditation temple. So meditation is the major one. You know, again, what is meditation? Sitting meditation every morning is a lifeline for me, but also, you know, walking meditation and working meditation. In other words, <laughs> working in the garden is, is a good form of yes. meditation for me. It's very healing. But I try to be careful not to go so much like labor, you know, when you walk in the garden, yeah. <laughs> to break your back. <laughs> That's true, too. So when I walk from A to B, carrying a dirt or a rock, then I try to be very mindful with my walking, <laughs> walking posture. And usually I try to tuck in my tailbone a little bit because I personally have a little herniated back. So my back can be easily tender. So I try to use my, you know, more glutes muscles and tuck in my tailbone and press my feet to the each step and mindful. Then it becomes, you know, another opportunity for workout plus meditation rather than labor and being, you know, touching the dirt having dirt under my fingernail. <laughs> that season's coming up here in North Carolina. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I love that, though. That's good. So what's a takeaway you could share today that could help listeners who might just be starting their holistic journey? Well, holistic sounds very cool and... Doesn't maybe, it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But also for some people, maybe it's, it has nothing to do with me. You know, I don't know about holistic, but the holistic... To me, it can be here every day, every day yes. life, mm -hmm. you know, very simple thing to do. So, you know, just first of all, being aware of my mind and body and my daily habit, you know, what I'm eating, uh, my way of eating or what I am putting in my mouth and also how I am breathing. <sighs> am I breathing like this? Or my breath changes depending on uh, my emotional state. You know, if I know drinking water frequently helps me, do I have that habit? How can I improve the quality of my sleep? Uh, what kind of a habit before going to bed do I have that disturbs my sleep? So deeply study and observe your own mind and body. How can you make yourself feel better and happier? That's my definition of holistic living. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. No, that's insightful. I think especially people who are new to this, that there's so much more than people realize. Excellent. So what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you? Well, right now we have YouTube channel and we are broadcasting and do you call it streaming? Streaming service. Streaming, every, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, every Sunday. Yeah, it has been very interesting journey for over two last two years doing this every Sunday. Uh, also, we have, we just launched podcast as well. But if you Good go to you. YouTube, 
Yeah, thank you. We'll learn from you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep in touch. Yes. If you go to YouTube and you type One Buddhism of North Carolina, then you will see um, some other you know, services, meditations, services, Dharma talks, Qigong, Qigong sessions, some chanting, and happy videos. So I hope, you know, anything, um, whatever you tune into can be helpful for you. Are you having any more retreats coming up? Actually, we have a retreat um, at least once a month. Oh, nice. Yes. And then we will probably continue online retreat as well, as well as adding more in-person retreat. We will have a more outdoor Qigong sessions at this beautiful spring season. In October, we will have one week long retreat in upstate New York. So really? more information is all on our website. Sweet. Well, I look forward to coming to some of these events. That'll be great. Yes. And I encourage listeners, if you're in the Raleigh-Durham area, to definitely come on out. But I want to thank you, Reverend Wild, coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed. Yeah, this was great. And a big shout out to my listeners for tuning in today. Did you love this episode? Don't forget to rate and review with whatever podcaster you're using. And this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Ready to engage with other holistic counselors? Head on over to my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, where you'll be able to connect with other holistic counselors just like you. You'll also gain invaluable resources on holistic practices daily and connect with others in a fun, drama-free environment. Remember to tune in next Wednesday for another episode. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.